Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. talking to somebody who wanted to start a podcast recently. Did they try and ask you like how to do it? Yeah. And I said, you know, I've been doing this almost three years. I almost know what I'm doing, but still don't. Yeah. We're recording. So, well, you know, it's, I've actually talked to a couple of people and they're like, it seems really like complicated. And I'm like, maybe it might be, but I think we just decided it wasn't going to be complicated. Not complicated. Or like how hard, compli- <laughs> how, like, how complicated it can be. You're literally speaking into a microphone Saving it as an audio file and then uploading it to something. But you don't realize how hard it can be to actually have it save and work. <laughs> Speaking of all that, we're going to talk about regrets today. And I do have some regrets about some things not being saved. Yeah, no big regrets. <laughs> um, we got a message. Well, not a message. I post in the Facebook group, in the Best Life Podcast Facebook group. Also, if you're not in the Facebook group, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? No, go, go to join us. thebestlifepodcast.com. We made it easy, so you don't have to type in, type in facebook.com slash groups slash thebestlifepodcast, which you also can do, but we made it easy. Um, but we had a post, uh, a question, talking about how you make hard decisions in your life. And um, what she specifically said was, she was thinking about going, uh, thinking about what she wanted in her life. Instead of going through autopilot, she said she would have tried harder to get married and have kids. I'm 38. Don't want to be an old parent. I had an old mom and hated it. I don't have financial stability, a committed relationship, and the mental health to raise a child in a loving and stable environment. It would be cruel and unfair. I'm experiencing a lot of grief of what may have been a path in my life. How do you move on? How do you have a fulfilled and happy life without these things? And I was like, ooh. Heavy. Yeah. Grief is an interesting one. Yep. Um, you know, it's interesting because we always think about grief when we lose someone or something, but you can totally grieve over something you never had and the idea of not having it. And so I want to just validate that experience. And um, I think there's a lot to unpack in this. You know, it's interesting because I've been actually having a lot of talks with girlfriends recently. And I would say most of our girlfriends are probably in that like 35 to 40, early 40s. Um space and a lot of them are entrepreneurs or they've been doing some of the career driven or doing something else maybe got married later or maybe are just getting into their first like major relationship and it is almost cruel that the way that our culture has been set up that people are actually starting things later and later that like our biological clock as a woman like hasn't changed Mm -hmm. you know so like pretty much it's still like yep like around 40 you know kind of like that's the time. And so it's, it's a little bit unfortunate that the timing is such that, you know, you don't even really kind of know what you're doing with your life until you're in your late thirties or forties, if you're lucky. And oftentimes not even until later than that. This is a really good one because I think there are so many, it's heavy, you know? And one of the things that I always go back to whenever it's, um, like misery, right? The gap between what is and what I want it to be. Right. So this expectation gap, to me, I always go back to the expectation gap of like, here's where I am, here's where I feel like I should be, or here's where I think I you know, ought to be, or here's where I thought I would be, right? We have a lot of those, and I call that the expectation gap. And I always go back to Byron Katie's work, and I know I bring her up a lot, but like the alternative, like 
to accepting reality is misery. And I know that's a lot easier said than done. So, you know, I think grief is an important emotion. And I think it's so important to feel all those things and to like fully process and fully go through it. But at the end of the day, I do think it comes down, we can talk about the nuances, but I do think at the end of the day, it comes down to making a decision to go, you know what, that, that road, that journey, that path, exactly that way, having your own child, it might not be a reality for me. Yeah. So the only thing you can kind of do if you care at all about your mental health and about any sort of level of personal development, if you're listening to this podcast at all, you probably do have some sort of growth mindset is going, okay, that one's off the table. I need to get right with that. I need to get right with that fact. And so I, I do love uh, Byron Katie's book. It's called Loving What Is. We've talked about it a bunch of times, but that would be a great place to begin to just like start accepting reality. And it doesn't mean that like you're saying, oh, okay, I'm okay with that or whatever. Like you can still grieve and you can still have your emotions about it, but it's going, okay, once I process that, what's next? Yeah. And how do I move forward in a way that is positive and exciting and like gives me possibilities outside of this one path it's so good it's so good and one of the things I think of when I was reading this was she said I would have made it more of an effort to be in a committed relationship to try and have children but even our best plans don't always turn out how we want right you could maybe be in a committed relationship and you're committed and they're not as we like our story shows you could be in a committed relationship you both want kids and your partner can't or you can't and those things can always be thrown off so to look back and grieve something while I think it's important to grieve that and maybe feel the loss at the same time, you don't really know what could have been. You might've gone down the path, done all the quote unquote right things. And there's people here listening to this, maybe struggling for in with infertility, shaking their head. Like, yes, that was me. I always thought I'd be a mom. I got married at, you know, 26 and I had the plan, the perfect plan to get pregnant by 30 and have three kids. And here I am 16 fertility treatments and four miscarriages later. And I still don't have a kid. And so ultimately we really, I think that we fool ourselves into thinking that we can plan and make a perfect life and make the perfect choices. And even then on top of that, there's even no guarantee your kids are going to fucking like you. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I look back at my, my mother who had my mom and my dad had infertility struggles and they worked really hard to have my brother and I, and I was so fighting with my mom so much as a teenager. And I just remember thinking she probably regretted having me. I was like, she probably was like, why did I try so hard for this ungrateful child? (laughs) Well, you were a teenager, so you probably were ungrateful. Like 99% of them are. Yeah. But it's fine. You know, I do, I do think that, um, you know, and we have, I don't know if we've said it on this podcast, but you and I have had this conversation a lot that I think regret is a choice. Mm. And while that can seem harsh, I do think that we do get to look back and go, did, you know, in my twenties, what was I doing? Was I doing what I wanted then? Would I have done anything different? Like looking back in my early thirties, would I have done anything different? And if you say yes, then you can like reconcile that, but also realize you were doing the best you can with what you had, with what you knew and what was, with what was going on in your life. And there was no guarantees that you would have found the one. There's no guarantees you would have even gotten pregnant. There's no guarantees that any of those things would have happened. So to, you know, kind of try to to be upset in this moment now over what happened in the past is, it's just setting yourself up for misery in the moment when you can really shift that. And, to, you know, to her point, she's 38. I mean, of course, we've all heard it, like people got pregnant in their 40s and, you know, and that can happen. So ultimately you always, you can do something different now. You can adopt an older child if you don't want to be, an, you know, an older mother. You can adopt a 
teenager or anything like that. So you can Mm -hmm. always find ways to be a mother if you want to and have it look different. And so I think that we need to look at the alternatives and other ways that like, what is it that's missing now that's making you in this moment go, I wish I had done things different. Is it that you are in an age where you're feeling lonely? Is it just you feel like you should have because this is where all your friends are? Like, what is it that is making you suddenly have the regret? And is there any way that you can get that without going the route you think it needs to take? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I heard this quote years ago and I loved it. It says, never regret because at one point it was exactly what you wanted. Mm. And I always try to remember that because it's like, yeah, just to your point, you know, and even if in your 20s, looking back, you're like, I actually wasn't doing what I wanted. And in my early 30s, I actually wasn't doing what I wanted. Then maybe just investigate that. Why weren't you making choices that were aligned for you back then? So to Danny's point, is it because I felt like I needed to, I was scared to disappoint people or I felt like I needed to fall in line or I felt like I needed to keep up with the Joneses or I felt like I need to just do the next thing because that's what everyone around me is doing. So I think it's an opportunity to ask yourself, am I in line with my choices now? Mm. And are the things I'm doing now, uh, what's the word, congruent Mm -hmm. with like who I want to become? You know, so I do believe also that regret is a choice and I don't see anything but futility in regretting. You know, I think there's, it's okay to learn from stuff and go like, okay, cool. Like, what do I want to do moving forward? So for me, I I really think that the biggest thing is ownership in whatever the decision is, right? So for example, Danny and I both, you know, like we could never have predicted going through infidelity in our marriages. And I know for a time afterwards, I had a lot of regrets around what I maybe did wrong in the relationship. Okay, let me think like, okay, looking back, were there moments when I could have done this better? And I had a lot of, I actually had to like really grieve my younger self because I was like at 24, 25, 26, 27, like I didn't know what I didn't know. So the idea that I would beat myself up for choices that I didn't know in that time, it was starting to feel really just like, uh, like there was nowhere to go with that line of thinking. And so looking back on that, I could have chosen to have a lot of regrets. Oh God, I wish I had done this different. I wish I had done this different. Or I can flip it and go, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that moving forward. Let me learn from that. So I can either look back with regret or I can look forward with hope, with possibility. And again, I know it's easier said than done, but at the end of the day, I think really owning your choice, the choices that you made, because that's the only, it's the only solution. It really is. I don't see any other way to move forward. And then like Danny mentioned, and this is something I had written down before we got on, you know, how else could this look? What other possibilities could there possibly be? So for example, if you're saying, you know, I really want to be, I want to be in a committed relationship and I do want to be a mom at some point, I might not be able to have my own children, but what, what potentially could that look like instead? You know, would I be lucky enough to potentially adopt? Would I be lucky enough to be, um, you know, have big brothers, big sisters? Or would I be lucky enough to foster? Would I be lucky enough to find a great relationship with someone who already has a child? You know, I know for Danny and I, we've talked about that a lot. You know, neither one of us have, I mean, Danny has, has a daughter, but it's like, I think for both of us, the idea of maybe potentially meeting someone, or at least for me, meeting someone eventually that maybe has a child, you know, like that's kind of always been on my radar when yeah. I knew it kind of wasn't in the cards for me, yep. you know, and I, at times you go, well, like, what would it be like to have my own kid? But like, you could learn to love, yeah. you know, a different version of I always that. thought it was interesting. Um, I had a client years ago who, it was a male and I, many reasons why I don't like training males, but, uh, he would say he had two kids and he was like, 
and he didn't know about my story and he just said this is just his own opinion I don't understand how you could love someone that wasn't your own like if you adopted and I just like wanted to punch him in the balls because I had placed my daughter for adoption and I felt like she was very loved and first of all I was like you're a dude so how do you even know if those kids are yours they could not be (laughs) I was like you think they are but maybe they're not and second I was like do you have dogs like do you not love your pets and they're not even human and like people freaking freak out over their pets so I think it's so possible to hold love for another person for another person's children and to have that experience Okay, y'all, we're here to talk about your stress. We want to knock it down with reset. So, <laughs> Actually, I love this product because it is all natural. All natural. And it has the best stuff in it. Also, can we talk about how pretty the capsules are? Because they really are. I think one thing that got me was how cool it looks. It's like clear and then you see all the little things inside. And I feel like they're just like magic little bubbles that go through your body and help you calm down. Well, one of the coolest things was we actually talked to the founders uh, when we were kind of like talking in negotiations for maybe partnering with this company. And they were like, we really wanted to be a full experience for the senses. So it's really cool. It's like, if you look at them, uh, the pills themselves are so, and by the way, you guys, if we haven't said this, make sure you go to their website, r3set.com to check it out. It is a natural way to lower your stress. So they focus on vitamins, minerals, herbs, mostly um, to hit the nervous system, to hit the, uh, endocrine system at the biochemical level and if you look at the capsules they're so pretty and if you open up and I don't know if you've done this Danny mm-hmm. but you open up the, the like packaging and just smell them so yeah. they have two different ones one is for daytime it's called calm and it has more of like a chamomile like sort of citrus f- smell to like kind of wake you up and arouse the senses and then the unwind is for the evening and it's lavender mm-hmm. and all of us if you are into um, essential oils you know that lavender is very calming oil and uh it can just like again be one of those things that just hits our all of our senses to make us lower stress i really love it and i laughed because on there they have a q a thing on this document they said and it, there was a question like can i chew them or can i eat them and it was like just because it smells good doesn't mean you should necessarily <laughs> it won't hurt but we don't you don't need to chew them but it is nice it looks so, like it looks like a little candy it does it's really really pretty it's so great so they're all they're available at cvs available at target so check out what they look like so when you notice them in the stores you will go oh my gosh this is what danny and joe were talking about and yeah shoot us a picture tag us on the best life tag us in stories and tag reset and then also take it and let us know how you feel. And we really appreciate them for taking a gamble on us. And we really appreciate the product and we hope that you guys love it as well. Yeah. You know, one of the things she said is how do you have a fulfilled and happy life without these things? Mm. And that kind of just stabs me in the Mm -hmm. chest because that makes the assumption that the only way you could be fulfilled and happy is through children. And I think that's just simply not true. There are so many people who are fulfilled, who are happy, who've never had kids or who've had children, who've lost their kids, who never wanted children. I mean, there's so many ways to fulfillment and happiness that don't include being a parent. So let me ask you this. You're in a really solid, committed, great relationship. When you think about moving forward, how you can feel fulfilled in the relationship, like what Mm -hmm. the iteration or like the path of the relationship will look like Mm -hmm. without having your own children, Mm -hmm. what do you think about? I think about creating something together, like um, 
you know, something on our own. It's, it's interesting recently because of the sex trafficking stuff. And I've been donating to our underground rescue for years. And, um, I went to Belize to an orphanage in 2014 that really shifted my life. And it's been a long time since I've done anything like that. And just recently, um, my boyfriend showed me a friend who said he was going to Mexico for an orphanage. He goes, would you like to do this? And I was like, absolutely. And we also had someone recently, you know, talk about putting together, uh, building a group home. And he goes, would you ever do this? And I was like, yeah, I could. And so, you know, one is building something that I personally, personally fulfills me, whether it's working in my business, still creating something business. I always want to work with women. I love empowering women, supporting women. And so, you know, creating a fulfilling relationship would be something that I'm doing for my own personally, my personal fulfillment. And then together, potentially something that I feel gives back. So it doesn't have to be into a person per Mm -hmm. se, but to people, you know, and I think for me, because that's, that's what makes me feel good. I I think about all the things I've gone through and all of the things that I've had to work through. And I think if my story can help those kind of people, and it doesn't have to be my own child, it could be, you know, someone who doesn't have a parent or anything like that. So I think building something and just looking deep and going, what is that? What would it, what would I build? And I don't mean building something like building a building, um, or, you know, building a sandcastle or something, but, you know, building something that's mine or ours or something together where we both put our talents and, um, and our desires into that makes us like, gives us some, I don't know, a why. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny you said that because, you know, when you kept saying the word build, I'm going, okay. So if you ask yourself, and you say something like my life can't be complete without having children, mm-hmm. ask yourself why children though, you yeah. know? And like I, everyone who's listening to us who is a mom or a dad is probably like, it's self-evident. It's amazing. You know, it's hard at times. I'm sure it's extremely hard, but it's also so fulfilling. But what about it specifically? So like when I think about having kids, like if I, if that was in the cards for me, I would go, okay, it's not like I want a mini me. I'm not like, it's me. Yay. Like, it's not my fate. Like, whatever. Like, that's kind of cool. But like, that wouldn't be the reason why. The reason why I think I would enjoy children on some level would be the mentorship aspect. Mm-hmm. Like this like idea that not that they have to have my values, but like that I could help facilitate them come to the conclusion of what they stand for and like who they want to be in the world and what they want to create, you know? And I know it's a lot easier said than done, but I'm like, okay, if that's it, if it's me- if it's some level of mentorship, I can get that other places. In fact, that's what I do in my company. Yep. Like at Jill Fit, you know, like I help, I mentor people in their business and like I mentor them in like life choices. So it's like, we're even doing that a little bit on the podcast. So I do believe that asking what about children, besides that it's a mini me, bes- <laughs> like what about children itself is the thing yeah. that you really are grieving or like thing that you really want and then try to find that somewhere else because I do think that that's possible and I also think I'm just speaking for myself I think a lot of the reason why I haven't felt a lot of urgency to have children myself is because I do have this outlet and I've been doing this for 10 years since I was 30 so it's like you know it's been a part of my life I haven't felt this like gaping hole I haven't felt this like really deep down need to express it in a different way and so I think ask yourself what about being a parent yeah I think a lot of parents um I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't make a sweeping statement, but I do, you know, I'm in some different groups where there's infertility because I, if you don't know this part about me is that my parents, my dad couldn't have kids. And so my parents use a sperm donor. And so I'm in some groups about donors and donor children. And I have found a lot of uh, families that struggle with infertility. A lot of them are wanting to have a, ch- a child 
to not be lonely. Mm. And I don't know if that's the best reason to just bring a human into the world is to feel, fulfill your own loneliness. So if there's, if you are just like, I'm lonely, um, how can you mm. find ways to connect with someone else versus just bringing a child? And it's not to say like, don't have a kid for that reason, but it is to Jill's point of how can I, like, what is the reason? What is the thing I'm really looking for? And is it, is it loneliness? Is it mentorship? Is it, I don't know, having a little clone of you? Cause that's a, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you could create that, but, um, the other things you, you likely can create without having to have your own child. Yeah. And so, you know, back to the whole thing of, of regret, I think that, you know, we have certain ideas of how things will look and all of us, you know, however old you are, whether you're 22 or you're 62 or 72, we should know by now that life doesn't always go according to plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes, and you know, I, I recently posted this actually on my Instagram about, uh, it said like universe, do you tr- something about, do you trust me, the universe? And it's like, sometimes we, life doesn't go according to plan, but it can go in another way that you never would have imagined and can be more amazing. And so I think it's really important to be open to, Hey, life didn't go according to plan, but this is pretty cool too. Yep. You know, it's like, I, this isn't what I expected, but all right, I'm down. Yep. Like, I'm just going to go with this. And sometimes it takes a second to yeah. be like, oh, okay. Like, again, we talked about this a little bit. Like, once you get out of a long-term relationship, you, like, immediately start looking for another long-term relationship because that's all that you kind of know without going, okay, let me see what else is on the menu. So one of the things that I have come to really enjoy, although it's never really comfortable, are pivots. I'm like, cool, that way is blocked. Where else? You know, that way is blocked. Where else? That way is blocked. Where else? And I think you know, if you can maintain some sort of pivot mindset or possibility mindset, it allows for you to see other alternatives. And that can be really hard, especially if you've had your heart set on like one specific goal. You know, one of the things my friend Jillian said, or we've had Jillian Teed on the podcast before, she was like, be, be wary of defining what success looks like, because when you, as soon as you do, you really limit what it can look like, right? If you make, like, if you think about, okay, I have to have this, then you're not even available to see any other alternatives. And I really kind of try to hold that inside and go, okay, what is the thing that I really want to create? Does it, does it need to be children? Does it have to be a business? Does it have to be a relationship? And then if it's not, okay, how can I pivot from there? Because at the end of the day, like it's me. You know what I mean? We all die alone. Like at the end of the day, it's you, whether you have kids, whether you have a bunch of kids, whether you have a partner, whether you have multiple partners, like at the end of the day, it's you. So like asking what will it take for me to feel fulfilled if I don't have any of that stuff. And, you know, I think that kind of starts to help you get a little bit clearer on what you want to create. You know, I even think about, you know, I asked Keith the other day, I was like, what is, you know, what are some of your big goals? Like five years from now, 10 years from now, like if it's not children, what does that look like? And he was like, you know, I really do. I want to get in like to coaching and I want to be doing more of that. Cause he was a, he was a football coach for many years. And he's like, I think I would definitely do that. So it's like, there's a lot of different ways to have the feeling of children. Yep. And maybe if that's not a possibility for you, you know, what does that look like? And so, yeah, I mean, it's hard, but I think again, at the end of the day, ownership to me is like the Mac daddy tool. It's yep. really like, it helps us move on faster. It helps us not beat ourselves up about stuff. And like, it stops regrets. And at the end of the day, I think we have to just go, you know what? I own my choice. What I was doing at 25, what I was doing at 35, like that was just who I was at the time. And I, and regret to me is futile. Yeah. I, <laughs> There's plenty of people out there who have multiple kids, I'm sure would tell you you could borrow mine for a couple of hours. <laughs> 
we all know those people and um, you could be anti and uh, borrow some children for a bit and then maybe you'll change your mind really quickly. Yeah. I don't know. You know <laughs> I mean, who knows? But you no, know, this is a good conversation. Thank you so much for bringing it up. I know that this is heavy and I just always want to, and I know Danny feels the same way. We just feel really grateful and honored that you would bring these kind of conversations to our group and ask us in the DM because these things are really vulnerable. And, you know, I know that there's not like a ton of safe spaces or at least a lot of times we don't feel safe bringing these up, but I just want to validate it because we've all been there, whether it's with kids, whether it's with jobs, whether it's with relationships, whether it's with career stuff like we've all been there to look back and go like if I chose to I could really regret those decisions Mm -hmm. but I mean how does that fucking help me and so I just want to validate that honor that and appreciate that and continue to encourage you all to ask more questions to kind of come into the group thebestlifepodcast.com share with us what is going on in your world and if we can't do an episode on it um, you know there's support and there's plenty of guidance and, and support in the group so Everything that I she guarantee said. you that if you're struggling with it, someone else has as well. Oh, 100%. there are no new stories. One of my yep. favorites. Yep. So thank you all for that. And yeah, if you haven't joined the group now, it now is your time. We require you to, you listened. Now it's your, your duty. Go to bestlifepodcast.com <laughs> and we'll see you guys in the next episode. All right, bye guys. Bye.